But it's Palm Sunday, and we, we cry Hosanna to the Lord. Let's just read from Luke chapter 19 this morning. We're going to look, uh, read from there. Luke chapter 19. Uh, Peter is going to be 60s. He's joining the 60s club very soon, and I, uh, we already want to welcome him to the to the 60s club. It's a great club. <laughs> uh, but let's let's read together in Luke chapter 19, from verses 28. <clears throat> After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a cart tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it. Tell them, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, People spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you even you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. You know, Jillian is so part of our lives already here. So we want to welcome my sister, Jillian, sitting next to Paul in there. It's good to have her also here in our service today. Welcome, sis. God bless you as we fellowship together. Uh, let's focus on God's word here this morning. The title of the message here is Greater Than the Twists and Turns. Each one of us have had twists and turns in our lives. Isn't that true? Twists and turns just seem to be part of life these days. It's part of the package, some people would say. But uh, despite the twists and turns of life, despite the unpredictability of life, there is someone greater than it all. And that is the Lord. And that is, He is the one we're going to focus on here this morning. Jesus and his disciples were on the Jericho Road. They had already climbed most of the treacherous pathway that twisted and turned for 28 kilometers from Jericho up to Jerusalem. 
The words describing the experiences of this week are sequences of reactions and emotions that represent the ups and downs of the week. What do you think the ups and downs were? They started Hosanna. After Hosanna, we had confrontation. We had betrayal. We had denial. We had trial. We had scourging. We had crucifixion. We had a tomb that was sealed. But praise God, the tomb was open. Then the most electrifying sentence ever uttered. He is not here. He is risen. Palm Sunday is at best a day of temporary triumph. It's a temporary triumph. I ask you this morning, is your relationship with the Lord a temporary one? Are the victories that you have in the Lord just temporary victories? Or are they permanent? At worst, we think of the Palm Sunday, it is an illustration of the fickle nature, the changeable nature, in other words, of the voices of the people. It all began on Palm Sunday, a day of applause, as Jesus entered Jerusalem for the last time. It was Passover time. The city was jammed with people from all over the world. He entered Jerusalem in a way that would focus the whole city on his arrival. The big crowd in Jerusalem that day traveled great distances, perhaps only once in their lifetime. Going to the holy city for the most holy of feast, the Passover. And this crowd, this day, was in a joyful mood. They were ready for a parade. Are you ready for a parade this morning, child of God? They were ready to celebrate. And Jesus, knowing the mood of the city just before Passover, rides into the city on a donkey. How do you like that? With his disciples beside him. Conquering heroes like generals and kings ride into town on horses. You must remember that the Messiah comes humbly on a donkey. And on this Palm Sunday, the Spirit of God descended on the crowd. The Spirit of God descended on the city. How do you like that? The Spirit of God descended on this building right now, on this crowd here right now. Hosanna, they shouted, eh? Hosanna in the highest. How about you and I? When last have you done that? Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Oh, the authority of his presence. 
was commanding at that moment. It was commanding. You ever think of Palm Sunday? The authority of his presence was so commanding. The Jews could not do anything else but call him the son of David. By the garments to make a carpet, by spreading the cloak, rather, cloaks before him, by the garments that they spread, by spreading the, their cloaks before him. In this ancient custom, people threw down garments to make a carpet for the royal procession. I ask you this morning, what have you thrown down? To acknowledge your royal king. What is it that you need to throw down this morning? Maybe a bad attitude. Maybe something that is not welcome in his presence. What is it that you need to throw down? Won't you lay down your heart, your life, your all before him today? Throw down your, your will. No matter what your will is, that stubborn and rebellious will throw it down this morning in absolute surrender to him and allow him to govern everything you think and say and do. We've just started and we sense the presence here of an almighty king, an almighty savior. That is what happened on that day in Jerusalem. I just wanted you to get the picture what happened on that day in Jerusalem. And firstly, when we think of this, that's our first uh, point we want to make. It's, he's greater than the fickle voices and attitudes of the people. In other words, the changeable voices or attitudes of the people. This is 36, 36 yo, to 40. The voice of the people cannot be relied upon at all times. Sometimes we can, eh? Sometimes the voice of the people are fickle, changeable. How quickly things can change. One week a hero, the next just another victim, a person an object to be spat upon, scorned to be beaten and killed. But Jesus knew what was to come. He knew whom he was dying for. He knew that Judas would betray him. Luke 22, verse 5 or 4 or 5. That Peter would deny him. Luke 22, verse 61. That the disciples would abandon him. Luke 22, I think, verse 45 or something like that. And that the crowd would call for his death. He knew what was to come, and yet he ate and drank with Judas. He knew, and yet he prayed with Peter. He knew, and yet he called all the disciples his friends. He knew, and yet he taught in the marketplace and healed those who came to him. 
Jesus knew what was to come. Yet, he still did the right thing. We must remember that Jesus knows who we were, who we are, what we have done and will yet do. And he still laid down his life for us. Greater love than this is no man. John 15 verse 13. That a man lay down his life for his friends. I always say this, under a slight change of circumstances, or in, fa in fact, I ask myself this question, under a slight change of circumstances, will you still honor the Lord? A slight change of circumstances, will you still honor the Lord? I want to say this, you still honor the Lord. Whether everything changes, whether the people have disappointed you, whether your life has been broken and shattered, uh, and there's a set, set back now in, uh, as far as you are concerned, you still honor the Lord. Never forget that. Jesus taught us that. That happened to Jesus. The same folks who had hailed him on Sunday, nailed him on Friday. And when I think of those words, hail and nail, I think of a late pastor, Nicky Kleinberg, who always used those words. So, you know, he even spoke about people, the one day they hail you, the next day they nail you. You must be careful, but this is now a different story. Here we're talking about they hailed him on Sunday and nailed him on Friday. That's what happened. They cried, crucify him and give us Barabbas. Before the week was over, they did that. They greeted him with joy, but then suddenly the applause ended. Just a few days later on Good Friday, the same city that welcomed the king would for his crucifixion. How oh, Jesus would be wrongfully convicted and brutally executed. He would not win his victory until Easter Sunday. Our first greater then should be this. What God says is greater than what the world says. Remember that whenever you are confronted with a decision, what God says is greater than what the world says. No matter how many voices are saying it, no matter how loud or how insistent those voices are, what God says is is greater, no matter how unpopular it is. What God says is greater, no matter if Twitter or Facebook take it down because it does not fit with their agenda. What God says is always greater. And we obey Him. We honor Him. We give Him the glory. Are you still with me here this morning? Huh? He's greater 
than the fecal voices and attitudes of the people. Secondly, it's greater than our wasted opportunities. Verse 41, 42 speaks about Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. Weeping over Jerusalem. Have you ever walked away from a situation and thought, I missed it. I missed it. You say, I missed that. I missed it. You say, missed what? Missed an opportunity to be of specific help to someone who needed you at the moment. Missed an opportunity to be an encouragement. Missed an opportunity to be a blessing. Missed an opportunity to experience the very best from the hand of God. He wept because he knew. That was Jesus. I'm referring to Jesus. He wept because he knew the condition of the people and their need. He had come to change their hearts, not their government. He wept because he knew they would not respond. It would be rejection and opportunity must. Oh, that, that's why he wept. They missed a great opportunity to encounter him and his love and his greatness and his faithfulness. Oftentimes we let the opportunities go by, not recognizing the opportunity is a gift of God. I want to say this to you, every opportunity is a gift of God. Or should I say a gift from God? It is a moment in time in our circumstances in which we are able to make a decision that impacts our life or someone else's life. Oftentimes we just ignore wonderful godly opportunities. Isn't it true? Oh, I think of myself and I think of the godly opportunities that I've ignored. Every day is a day of opportunity, yet many people never take advantage of it. Your life is an investment. Brother, sister, friend, make it count. Did you hear that? Your life is an investment. Make it count. Time is short. Opportunity is knocking. Please answer it. Because time is running out. Three things never come back. What would you say that is? The spoken word. What I've said yesterday or just a few moments ago. They never, they never come back. Isn't it true? The spoken word never, you know. Things, three things that I say that never come back. The spoken word. I cannot I cannot change that once I've said it. Eh? I cannot unsay what I've already said. Time passed. It's another one that never comes back. Once time has passed, it's passed. It's gone forever. Isn't it true? And then, of course, the neglected opportunity. How many opportunities have you and I neglected? Yet many people never take advantage, I say it again of it, 
They never take advantage of those opportunities, those opportunities, and they neglect it. The people missed a moment that could never be called back again. Jesus was in their midst. His presence was so real. But just when people think everything is falling apart because they ignored him afterwards, when people think everything is falling apart, he causes things to fall in place. And that's the beauty of the Lord. eh? He causes things to fall in place. Just when you think you are done, he turns a dead end into a doorway, a doorway of hope, a doorway of breakthrough, a doorway of great possibilities. Only he can do that, eh? But the amazing thing about these wasted opportunities greater than, you can take the lessons learned and learned and the growth gained forward with you now. Isn't it amazing? That's why it's never wasted. You can take the lessons learned and the growth gained forward with you and it will be a blessing to others and it will bless all that you do. Do you recall a missed opportunity you wish would return? Anyone? Missed opportunity you wish would return? God is bigger than your lost opportunities. My opportunity, or I'd rather say this when I think of opportunities, my past has taught me not to miss any opportunity that God gives me. I'm still working on it, but my past has taught me not to miss any opportunity that God gives me. But you know what is greater than those wasted opportunities? Whatever you have done, if you have wasted it, if you've messed up somewhere, he's ready to rescue you. He's ready to take you to where you need to be in him at this present moment. But then thirdly here this morning, he's greater than our wrong and foolish choices. Verse 44b speaks about a response there. Recognize the time of God's coming. How many times do we recognize it or not recognize it? These people made foolish choices because they did not recognize that the king of kings was in their midst. Two arrivals. Now you've heard me say this before, but I have to mention this again There were two arrivals on Palm Sunday, two entrances on Palm Sunday, two processions on Palm Sunday. There were two. And all too often we find ourselves in the wrong parade. I don't know whether you've been in the wrong parade before, whether you find yourself at this moment in the wrong parade. The two processions could not be more different in the messages they convey. Pilate leading Roman centurions asserts the power and might of the Roman Empire which crushes and opposes you. Jesus riding on a young donkey embodies peace and calmness 
shalom that he brings to his people. If you had been in Jerusalem, I'm sure you have that on the notes of that question. If you had been in Jerusalem that day and had seen both processions passing by, which would you have chosen to follow? Which should you have chosen to follow? Would you have chosen to follow a dictator? Would you have chosen to follow a manipulator? Would you have chosen to follow a traitor? Would you have chosen to follow a schemer? Would you have chosen to follow a deceiver? Or would you have chosen to follow a savior? A deliverer? A discerner. A wise discerner. Who understands you. And the deepest within you. And loves you unconditionally. Who would you have followed? On that day. You see when we cry Hosanna. The Greek meaning really there. Means to save us. Save us. Can you believe it? The real meaning there is. Hosanna. Hosanna. Save us. Save us. Protect us. Protect us. Include us. Include us. Do not cancel us like the cancel culture. Do not cancel us out. Do not ignore us. Do not forget us. Hosanna. Hosanna. When we do that, when we cry Hosanna, we are inviting him into the most private and interior parts of our souls. Those frail places in which we are most afraid of being seen and known. He humbles himself here yeah, to enter our broken world in unexpected ways. Jesus made an entrance. Where do you want him to enter this morning? Despite our battles from within, our mixed and superficial reactions, Jesus calmly enters our fragile, unstable, and shaky world as the God of turnarounds. He's talking about twists and turns, eh? He certainly is the God of turnarounds. He has a way of taking that which is not good and turning it around into something positive and beneficial. Allow him to enter the darkness of your surroundings, the uncertainty of your surroundings, and display his turnaround nature in your life. The greatest turnarounds always start from within. Isn't it true? Within our hearts, our own hearts and lives. While he is envisioning, and during this time when we cry Hosanna, while he is envisioning, the more than we are focusing often on the less than. Isn't it true? The less than, rather than, the more than, eh? while he is doing that. While he has seen the breakthrough, we are speculating, we are questioning if we 
if we will make it through it. And yet he knows that we can and we will. He can reverse the irreversible concerning you because he is a turnaround God. When he steps into my world, I hope you have that on your note, in your notes there. When he steps into my world, his footprint is so big that he steps between me and the situation that I am facing and dealing with. He intercepts my circumstances. In other words, he captures it before it destroys me. Intercepts my circumstances. There are times when God puts together something that you could never have put together on your own. Stop going over old history. Be alert. Be present with him. He is about to do something brand new. There are things you need to let go that have defined you in the past. Do not cling to past events, brothers, sisters. Quit dwelling on them. The longer you put it off, the longer you will walk and talk and feel the way you do. Hey? Not satisfied. Not focused. Not in step with him. But I want to say this about choices and we almost there where we're concluding. You own the choice to say yes or no. Did you hear that? You own the choice to say yes or no. And I want to say this to you this morning. Own the choice to say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your way with me and my life. There is a massive power in the right choices that we make. Every day we make choices. Choices that affect us, as we heard earlier, and others in our lives. With freedom of choice also comes responsibility. Do you hear that? Adam and Eve were given freedom of choice. We are given freedom of choice. Now you see my, you see my theology now. Some theologists do not say we do not have a choice. But I want to say this, the Lord has given us freedom of choice. With freedom of choice also comes responsibility. The ripples of our life choices continue for good or bad. Long after the splash of that choice was originally made. Sometimes a seemingly insignificant choice can ripple. Did you hear that? Can ripple, ripple for years. Sometimes a choice has completely unintended consequences. A good choice sometimes has completely unintended choice consequences. Only God determines what must happen. Not you and I, even in the choices that we make. Only God determines what must happen. And he is able and often does 
intervene in time and space to interrupt or redeem the consequences or the ripple effects of our choices. Ultimately, to do what? To accomplish His purposes in our lives and in history. Every day, every day, I want to say it again the third time, every day there's a choice you make that has an eternal ripple effect more than any other. What is that choice that you need to make now? What is the decision that you need to make now? Won't you surrender to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Won't you allow Him to have His way with you this morning? You see, the ripple effect of our choices in this life will always ripple for good or for evil. I ask you this morning, where has the ripple effect of your choices taken you? Have you ever heard something about Palm Sunday like this? That's the meaning of Hosanna. Eh? You didn't think about Hosanna like that. Eh? But when you cry Hosanna, you say, Lord, I don't long for any rip negative ripple effect in my life to touch others. Lord, allow the blessings of you, the best of you, to ripple in my life wherever I go. Amen. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for Palm Sunday. They were waving palm branches, Lord, and it's very significant. They cried, Hosanna. They acknowledged you and your presence, and your presence was so real on Palm Sunday, as your presence is so real here in our midst. We pray this morning that the ripple effect of our choices and our decisions will make a difference wherever we go. Bless us even further now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.